Hey everybody, welcome to Taste and See, episode number three. It's your host here, Andrew, with David. <laughs> David, that's my new name if you guys didn't know. I actually went and legally got it changed today. I really don't understand why it's $500 to change a name, but you know. But so I'm here, co-host David. This is episode three. Let's let's do it, Pastor Tom. Let's get it done. Okay, David. <laughs> it's Andrew here with Jared. Jared, that is my name. Here it is. Oh my gosh, are we gonna keep that? We're gonna I keep mean, that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, I don't even know what my co-host name name is. <laughs> I don't know how to speak right Man, now. Man, English. So this, <laughs> this is gonna be an awesome, awesome. See, episode. taste hello. <laughs> Three episode. Go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too good. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> speak, speak, <laughs> David. <laughs> yes, Tom. <laughs> what do you What do you have to say? <laughs> Tell him what this fine podcast is all about. <laughs> all right, so taste and see. All right, David here, by the way. So Taste and See is a podcast specifically where we talk about two things. One, food, because we love food. And two, how we get to experience God through prayer, scripture, and other people in just moments of our everyday lives. Oh, man, that is so right. And uh, <laughs> besides laughing about nothing in particular, yeah, um, we like good food. Just a minute ago, Love we were it. snacking on some almonds. We were hitting those almonds. Throw brain food. We got to get that brain food. Be sharp. That's good. It didn't hit yet. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry. Yet. Halfway through the there. podcast, I'm going to be much sharper. Don't worry. But uh, we love food and we love God, right? Yeah. And... Um, one of the heartbeats in my life and Jared's life is we want um, for ourselves, we want to know God. We want to live a taste and see kind of lifestyle yeah. where we're knowing God and knowing that he's good and experiencing him, walking with him. And um, part of our hope and desire is we want you to know God too. And so that's yeah. why we are all here. Um, now, Jared is uh, rumor has it. There's a brand new segment. That's there starting is. this week. Very first time. What is it called? Very first time. Food fails. <laughs> Food fails. All right. So, right. Food fails are literally, you know, the worst food experiences. They could be the worst tasting. They could be the most catastrophic, catastrophic. messes. Um, it could be the biggest disappointed, right? Disappoint yeah, dis dis disappointments. <laughs> disappointment. Biggest um, disappointments. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> it's like food situations where the food comes to you and it's like, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, no, why? <laughs> Um, why did Chef Ramsey tell me to come here? Yeah, so so I'm gonna get vulnerable with with everybody. I'm gonna get vulnerable going with deep. you, Jared, and um, I'm gonna tell you one of the most embarrassing stories of my life. Tell me, it is from a season of my life mm -hmm. that is a dark time in in the uh, the Andrew Binkley catalog of mm -hmm. history. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's a uh, there were dark times, dark, dark times. times, and uh, they were they were from my homeschooling days. Ooh, mm, mm. homeschooling man That's, that was that was uh, check number one the cafeteria was not given 
Um, let me tell you something. You, you ain't missing out on anything in public school because that cafeteria is not given dude, either. Uh, come on. Except for, okay, cheesesteak Fridays maybe cheese every now Fridays, and then. You were blessed. I, I bro, went we, to- We were sprinting to that cafeteria to get a cheesesteak. I had girls fighting over it. I went to public school, right, mm-hmm. through fourth grade. So kindergarten through fourth grade. Okay. So I had so many basically good- basically missed out on the heart of home. Um, Public school. Uh, public school. <laughs> nah, nah, I had I had a good time in public school. Like mm-hmm. I was friends with the bully. Okay. Oh, I was hooked up. So he bullied you so much that you became friends with him. No, so you no, were no, no longer no. bullied. My man, my man, recognized top dog in the school. Bully at the school. All right. Mm-hmm. I was sick one day. Okay. Didn't make it to school. All right. All right. I was sick. I had to stay home. And um, the next day I came to school, my man gave me a Hot Wheels. Shoot. He said. I'm sorry you're feeling bad, man. Dang. I just want you to have this. <laughs> that is a true story. Okay. okay. That is, I, I you know, that. I'm just trying to, give you, pretty cool. trying to give you that cred. Like, right, right. you know, I had that cred. Right, uh, but going, no, like kindergarten through fourth grade, yep. right? I had cafeteria. I went, went to a cafeteria for food. Yep. I ate that. <laughs> I ate the whole cafeteria. I told you when I was, I was younger, like, oh, I was a dang. big boy. I had, a ca- I, I had cafeteria for lunch every day. chunky. Um, no, but <laughs> I would go to the cafeteria, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of good memories okay. of of elementary school cafeteria. Like for me, okay. it was a good thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you ever- Like you're saying cafeteria food or just the, just good memories of being in the cafeteria? Both. Okay. Both. Like good times with friends, but also like, do you remember, did you ever have like the little plastic cups of juice that mm-hmm. were like pretty much totally frozen? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yep. then you just drink the juice, like the juice kind of comes out, but then it's just a chunk of ice a left and you're ice. eating like an ice, like a like Rita's ice or something. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like- well, Whatever we flavor of the juice. You know, we had it so good. It was good. Dude, we had pizza a lot of times, you mm-hmm. know. It definitely wasn't very nutritious. Bro, they gave out that Moo Moo milk when Michelle I was in Obama public school came in the morning. And saved the Ooh. day. Ooh. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if she saved it. Hallelujah. <laughs> At least they're trying to do something, but... Um, <laughs> I guess. But, but no, man, it wasn't good for you. But um, <laughs> what about like the pizza sticks? The you know pizza sticks? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You I know mean, what I'm saying. It was like a cheese stick, but from, from Italy. <laughs> I mean, it's our cheese pizza. I mean, no, pizza actually <laughs> more originates in 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 Central America actually than Stop it does it, from Jared. Italy. I'm just Stop saying. It. Um, we'll save that for the next uh, the next segment next week. Uh, culturally appropriated foods. <laughs> <laughs> How cultures appropriate foods throughout time. But yes. um, okay, so we're way off track. I liked cafeteria food. For me, yeah. it was like fun. Okay. Yep. Okay. But I was homeschooled after fourth grade. My family pulled us out of school yep. um, because my sister didn't make the cutoff for kindergarten, Sheesh. you know, because her birthday was in November. So sometime like, I don't know when the cutoff was, but, but <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. You said she didn't make the cutoff. I was like, dang, bro, she wasn't smart enough for kindergarten. I was like, dude, Ouch. The, the preliminaries in preschool weren't looking good for her. <laughs> dang. Very competitive school. She district. could never find the building blocks. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, so she missed the age cutoff. And so my yeah. family was like, forget it. We're totally done. My brother was already in homeschool cause he was a little bit older than me. And they didn't want us to go to the middle school, oh, okay. um, because they thought it was really bad. And, they the bad stuff us. Happens. Uh-huh. Um, and so I respect that 100%. I wish I went to public school, um, for sure. A lot for like the socialization. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they pulled us all out at that point. I didn't even get to finish elementary school. I was like, Rip. my friends, uh. I just disappeared. I, you know, like, there's no, you I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have yeah. a, I, like, you know, it's like, I didn't have kids phone numbers, yeah. you know? So I just disappeared overnight. Like poof, yeah. Andrew's gone. Rip. I did live like 
four houses well, down from the elementary school. Oh, dang. <laughs> you could have walked to the park. I could have walked. I could have waited yeah. every day. You know? <laughs> I'm we just there the outside buses. the fence waving. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they pulled us out and we did um, homeschooling. Yep. Um, I did homeschooling really for one year and then I did a cyber school. Okay. And it's a big difference. Homeschooling is like, you know, your, your, your parents walk you through a curriculum and they do teaching and your courses and everything. Yep. My mom was like, nah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I get it. I Here's get the it. computer. 100% get it. But yeah, we did a cyber school and we yep. were like the first, we were, it was kind of like one of the first ones in Pennsylvania where I grew up. And, um, it was literally a school online. So while everybody last year and the, the year before they were doing the zoom, you know, yeah, yeah. all their school was online through zoom because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah. It was a throwback. I was like, you guys, you're just, you're, you're over here. Like, Oh man, this is crazy. I was like, that was my life, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it, but you know, we would do all this, uh, we did all this stuff online and kind of for us, it was like, all right, do school as fast as possible. And then and yeah, uh, and spend the rest of the day hanging out. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, all right. We, we, um, we, so what is this we did a lot story? of setup for this. Yeah, yeah. This food fail. So your man, Andrew, yep, he was a foot shorter and the same weight he is now. Okay. Okay. So the Andrew in this, this story um, was kind of at his peak. All okay. right. Um, Andrew was a foodie. Andrew mm. was not physically active. Mm. Andrew um, liked Hot Pockets. Okay. okay. Hot Pockets. All right. And it's this story choice. revolves around a fateful encounter oh. with a Hot Pocket. With a Hot Pocket. An, un, an unenjoyable encounter with unenjoyable. a Hot Pocket. All right. So first of all, Jared, let me ask you this. Yep. What kind of Hot Pocket person are you? Mm. Not really one. Um, no, I mean like if you have to choose. I mean if flavor? I have to choose, what's I, the flavor? I mean, I mean, bro, I don't, I don't even eat hot pockets like that to know. Jared doesn't. Even I don't know. want the ham and cheese one. That's all that's, I know. That's that's what I was looking for. I mean, okay. I maybe eat the pepperoni one. There we go. You're my man. There are two kinds of people in this world. There are pepperoni hot pocket people. Yep. <laughs> Jared's like, <laughs> that's a sweeping, you know. Yeah, but there's only two kinds of people: pepperoni hot pocket people. Yep. And then there's a lot of really sick people that need God to touch their lives mm. who like the ham and cheese hot pockets. Bless them, Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure my wife likes um, ham and cheese hot pockets. Sheesh. To me, growing Check up, up, I was like, that's disgusting. It's an abomination. It's dirty. It's like- right, Throw some ham and cheese on a sandwich, put disgusting. it in the toaster. Like it's Just something about the ham and cheese hot pocket. It was just like unnatural. It wasn't right. Um, but man, pepperoni hot pockets, they mm. gave it to you. You know, they gave you everything you needed. Yeah. And man, those are good. But I went through two phases of hot pocket consumption okay. as a teenager, as a, as a youth. All right. The first phase was when they used to make the hot pockets a certain way. They made them where like all the cheese inside was cubes. Okay. okay? Yep. And so the first phase was <gasps> if I undercook the hot pockets, mm -hmm. then I kind of get this interesting mouthfeel where Ooh. the cheese is still cubed. And slightly frozen. You can kind of chew these chunks of cheese okay. in the hot pocket. So that was phase one, the undercooking phase. Okay. Okay. It was a good phase. The was, undercook phase. It was fun. Okay. But then they changed the recipe. Yeah. I don't know what they did. It must be shredded cheese now. Yeah. Um, and it was no longer cubes Cute. of cheese. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said, man, they really messed up my whole way of life. Mm. And uh, I had to move on to phase two, which okay. I think is the superior phase. Okay. Um. 
That phase is the overcooking phase. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so if you notice, I had this progression. I had the undercooking phase yep. and then I had the overcooking phase. There was never no an middle ground. There's no. no middle ground. No, you can't just Under follow the directions. Over. You That's can't it. follow the directions. Exactly. No, no follow, the directions That's are what, They're wrong half the time anyway. Um, so. Yeah. But um, I had this, I, so I was in the overcooking phase. Okay. Now there was one day, now this is where the fail comes in. Okay. There was one day where to this day, I can't tell you why. Yep. I was um, walking around my house shirtless. 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 And remember, this is Andrew at his peak, at his prime. And um, I don't know, maybe I like just got a shower and didn't finish getting dressed. I You were air drying. I just don't, I just, I just don't know why. Okay. But on this day, I had no shirt on. Yeah. And I say to myself- I would like a snack because mm. let's be honest, Hot Pockets were great for lunch and great for after lunch. Mm. Shoot. <laughs> I would- <laughs> Double lunch it. Mid-afternoon snack, Hot hey, Pocket part hot two. Pocket. It's like a hobbit, you know? Hobbits, you know? Mm. Like they, they're like, what about second breakfast, master, <laughs> master, master, uh- Bilbo. <laughs> um, I almost said Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Master I'm Robinson. Like, what? What? <laughs> I don't know. Bilbo um, Baggins. Yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second. But you know, it's like second lunch or you okay. know, second, you know, my snack after okay, lunch. Okay. Like, so I'm like, yo, man, I need a hot pocket. So right now. Hot pocket I up. need a hot pocket. Okay. And so I'm in the overcooking phase. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the overcooking phase, the reason I liked it so much was that it really crisps up the crust, the crust, the breading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The breading, you know, cause it's in that little, little foil, uh, you know, yeah, the, the little, the little foil, sleeve, like sleeve, you know, yep. they, they had it figured out. Man. Yeah, bro. And so, but if you overcooked it, if you put it in for way long, it was like yep. an extra minute, probably it crisped that crust up. Mm-hmm. The only problem, the, on, the only hazard. Okay. Okay. And they know what they're doing. It says all over it. Caution contents are hot. Caution. I, you know, I'm just going to say I, I didn't have a case. I didn't have a lawsuit. You know, there was nothing to build my case on, but I got some money. But the problem was, man, they're hot. <laughs> and we were talking hot. about I overcooked it. So, mm-hmm. so you crack that bad boy open and you're just staring into the surface of the sun. Like <laughs> it's staring like, no, it's, it's like you dug sun. a hole into the earth and now Sheesh. you're looking into the molten core. I'm you staring know? right at the magma. Like, like, like you're looking oh. at the magma. That stuff is hot. And, um, your glasses all fogging up and your man over here was like, Hey, I'm hungry. And I'm not going to even wait for it to cool off. Okay, okay. You know, sometimes I had this technique. I'd throw it in the freezer for like you know, 30 seconds. Dang. You know, it just gives it that quick cool off. <laughs> Crack know? it open, slip an ice cube in there. <laughs> Bite it. <laughs> Was it soup? <laughs> what am I, a five-year-old child trying to cool off their soup? Um, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Eat, eat it. What was you like doing? Yeah, so. 30. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for this. So, I, so you know. Smack I, right into it. <laughs> so I do what I do, bro. I get on my recliner. <laughs> get on that recliner. He said, I got on that recliner. He pushed that button and said, <laughs> lace back. And what'd you do? Bro, what, 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 the sound you made? What was that? Like a motorized recliner? Nah, bro, that's the, that's what do you think we are? The Watsons? What do you think this nah, is the future? It was, it was probably the broke. Jetsons? It was probably broke though. So that's nah, the nah, thing nah, clicking. Nah, nah. I had like, one of those levers and like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so I, um, so I, I, I lean back, right? And I'm just like, I'm like laid out on the couch, okay. chilling, eating my hot yep. pocket. And bro, 
my angle, my trajectory was not right. Ooh. And that stuff, that stuff was so maltin, it just ran right out the hot pocket Sheesh. and dropped all over my chest. Ooh. And um, here's the fail, ladies and gentlemen. Hot pockets burn and that stuff sticks. Mm. Okay. That Mm-mm. liquid malt and cheese sticks. Sheesh. And that must have been, that had to have been one of the most painful experiences you know it's like your chest bro your chest is like sensitive it's not yeah you know you know it's like your hands kind of right your hands on. your feet they kind of build up like some resistance yep. your chest is not ready your chest for is it. not callous dude it's no. sensitive <laughs> and man that hurt. man over here again a four degree and, burn on and i'm chest. telling you something I've been burned by a fryer basket out of a fryer. So we're talking metal that sat in a fryer, Mm -hmm. frying French fries straight on my forearm. Okay. Okay. And I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. All right. To get that checked when I used to work at Dorney Park. Maybe we'll have a story about that in the future. Maybe. Um, But that... That did not hurt as much as As the hot hot pocket. pocket. That's ridiculous. (laughs) It was terrible. And... um, he said, caution, content's hot. Five more minutes. And and here's here's the worst part of the story. All right. You ready mm-hmm. for it? I can tell you this. It was not the last time I ate a Hot Pocket shirtless. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Kept going. But um, I now I, have I, 20 scars. I, I want to let you know something. In this point in my life, I've kicked the habit. I've, I've been straight for, I know, it must be like, it must, it's got to be f- 15 15 years? I don't know. You're going to say 15 years? I was going to say like five or six. (laughs) He was still smacking them through college. (laughs) Dude, and then when I was out of college and I was living with a roommate, man, I... I used to judge him because he still ate, he oh ate Hot Pockets. Gosh. I was like, oh, you eat Hot Pockets. That's dirty. He said, bro, you just stopped yesterday. Yeah, nah. Anyway, food fail, PSA, Hot Pockets, burn... Okay, it is not it is not a fun experience. Keep your shirts on. Keep your shirts on. Yeah, wear clothes while you eat food, you know, because usually food's pretty hot. Right. In general, you know, especially soups, Mm. you're eating soups, you know, you're liable to drip. Keep your shirt on. Keep your shirt on. Got to play it safe. Got to play it safe. Yeah. All right. Now, Jared, this is the first episode where we're going to roll into a topic that kind of connects to the story, which is yeah. kind of crazy, right? Yes, it is. I'm slow crazy. It is how it's going to connect. It's kind of cool. Um, but so the topic, what is the topic? The topic today, we're going to talk about being on fire for God. Mm. Just like my chest like was that. on fire for, <laughs> from that hot for, pocket. For hot pockets, We're bro. trying to be on fire for God. We're trying to be on fire for God. Now, Jared, have you heard that phrase growing up in church? You've been growing up in church, you know, your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Most of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since you were little. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I definitely heard that term. Honestly, I feel like I heard it so much. I, I I think I heard it more going through youth group than anything. It was it was still, I know you said it was a big thing for you, right? Going yeah, it's like, group. it was such a, it was like a youth group, like trigger phrase. Yeah, it's you like know, a youth like, slogan. Oh, it's going to fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every youth group you go to, um, at that time, hey, welcome, you know, this is whatever youth group, and we're on fire for God here. And uh, I'm just like, oh, wow. No, Everybody's I, just I, burning. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe all the youth pastors yeah. got like some kind of, they got like the same like preaching notes, yeah. you know, or like some kind of inspiration. The sermons like, around. You need to make sure that your youth are on fire for God. <laughs> it was like a mandatory then, Assemblies of God sermon series. Yeah. And then like all their, all their sermons 
Are you on fire? Hey, hey, Timmy, are you on fire? Hey, Frankie, you on fire, bro? <laughs> yeah. And see, so that right there, like that stuff, like during the main search, uh, church sermon, like where the pastor's like, you know, Lord, we ask that you would just set us on fire this morning or like let, a, let our hearts burn for you. I'm sitting there as like a little kid, like, what? What's this dude talking about? Like, set us on fire? Like, Holy Spirit, let your fire fall in this building. I'm like, no. Like, what do you <laughs> no, mean? No, I want to I go home Why? after this, man. I don't yeah, want to die. I'm like, or I'm like, it's hot enough out here. <laughs> what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. I, no, like, and a lot of times in worship music too, um, we, we have phrases that unless you're a Christian for a long time, yeah, you're not gonna it know doesn't what make any means. sense. Yeah. It's like rushing like a flood and somebody coming in and it's like, my mom died in a flood. You yeah. know, it's like traumatic, you know, like there's another in the fire. Fire. Yeah. It's like fire, <laughs> fall, fall down, down. fire. You're standing there as a, as someone who just came to visit because your cousin invited you. You're like, what? What about the what fire, fire fall down? These guys are crazy. You're probably staring up at the ceiling of the sanctuary like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right. Like it was a huge, it's definitely not as popular of a phrase, but you still hear people talk you about still hear, it. I think, um, I think now what's more popular is like the refiner's fire. Yeah. At least Maverick City. That's the big thing for Maverick City right now. And I, yeah. that's why I would say I think it's more popular because I think a lot of a lot of Christians are kind of on that Maverick yeah. City type thing. CCM. You know? Oh, yeah. Contemporary Christian music, if you don't know. Yes. If you're not up to the trend. If you're not up to the um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is still still around, but it was really huge for a long time. And if, you, if you've grown up in the church at all, you know, you'll hear you this, this phrase. It'll be like, you'll probably have a lot of funny, like, thoughts or stories. Like, yeah. maybe going to a youth retreat, and it's like, you sing for, like, Four hours, not four hours, but you sing, you sing like uh, the well, same bridge for like 15 minutes. Like, set me on fire. fire now in my soul. That I can, I sing it again, you. sing it again, sing it again. You know, Come it's on, like, we want more. Yeah, more, more, more. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, they walk away and it's like, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. You know, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, And you're like, what just, what was I mean, that? Yeah, it's it's why I mean, bro. Now that I think about it, actually, there was the band at the time from my youth group. Um, before I started playing on the band, when I just started youth group, um, they were actually their name was Led by Fire. <laughs> so, so dude, they're like, led by fire. That's they were a led different by concept. Fire. It is, but it's still just fire. It's all about the fire. All dude. about the fire, man. On fire for God. Um, I think one of the funniest things about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to poke. I hope that we don't cross a line and we're just like poking yeah, no. But one of the funnier things about it, right, is like you don't find this expression really in the early church. Yeah. Because I don't think it would yeah. have gone over very well <laughs> when all these Christians being persecuted for their faith were being burned alive at the, at the stake, stake yeah, that's for, for, for confessing Christ, for confessing Jesus and not recanting or not, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, the, all I'm saying is if I'm walking through town square and, and I see Bishop Jim over there getting burned at the stake, I'm not going to turn around and be like, set me on fire, Lord. I yeah, don't know. Like, could you imagine, um, you imagine like, if you could just, if a worship leader today could just be transported back in time to like the year 200 uh -huh. and the Roman empire is persecuting Christians like savagely and you go into like not knowing anything and just trying to do things the way you do them today as yeah. a worship leader, you walk in and you're like, all right guys, we're going to sing, we're going to do some worship. And you're like, you're like, um, um, I want to burn 
For you, I wanna burn with passion. You're over here trying to harmonize. Yeah, I'm like, I'm come like, on. I'm not trying to sing it, sing it. But, no, I know. But you know, like you start singing that and everybody starts weeping and you're like, man, I'm like such a great worship leader. Really that was incredible. Their God's really touching people. No, bro. And then <laughs> and then it's like afterwards the pastor comes up to you. He's like, Yeah, we lost fifteen people this year to being uh, burned burned at alive stake. at the stake. And yeah. um yeah, and they were just weeping because it was like their brother, or their sister, or their mom. Yeah, or, like geez, you know, like the Lord was not touching their heart; they were hurting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Goodness. so you know that'd be very unfortunate. But like, you got to ask the question. Um, this is such like a big phrase, such a big yeah. idea. Um, where does it come from? Where does it come from in scripture? And I know you were doing some research, right, trying yeah. to find like where where do we get this idea? Yeah, I mean. I was trying to find it and I didn't, I didn't necessarily really find a very like a specific place where the phrase came from. Um, but I think just over time it became this thing where it was like, okay, I want to burn for Jesus. And like meaning that in the sense of like, so I would say what it means to be on fire for the Lord, right. Is you can simply define it as like being in this consistent place of, um, or like having this, the constant, like, passion this zeal for the lord right like you're you're constantly wanting to chase him desiring god and all of who he is um yeah yeah and i think i think that maybe you could get the concept from uh like leviticus where where they're talking about the temple of god and the sacrifices and yeah. they're like never let the fire stop burning you know keep yeah, the fire true. burning keep in the burning. temple as yeah. an act of worship and so it's like ah well we're supposed to live lives of worship as we're a living sacrifice yeah, to like, god so we got to keep the fire burning temple, keep so it maybe burning. but um but like what you were saying right it's about passion it's about zeal when you look at scripture it's kind of hard to find where where it exactly comes out yeah. of uh, but there's this one story um, do you want me to lead into it or you want to lead into it? Yeah, no, no, it? go ahead. You um, can read that So there's story. this one story in Luke chapter 24. You got to, you got to picture this. Um, Jesus Christ, he had been crucified. Yeah. Okay. So everybody thought it was over. Um, everyone thought that Jesus was dead and gone. He fell through on his promises to be a Messiah, to be a yeah. savior. Um, their dream, their hope was, was gone. And so Christ had died, but we know the story, right? Christ, three days later, what happens, Jared? Rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. That is the core of our faith and what yeah. we believe, um, that Christ rose from the dead. He's alive today, right? But then, so there's this, there's this little story in Luke chapter 24, Christ had risen from the dead, but people didn't know it yet. It wasn't like it was common knowledge. Like no. today we have the whole story. We have the scripture. We have, you know, years and years of, of going to church or hearing the yeah. gospel. Um, so we know. We just know he was risen. But at that point in time, there was this tension of like, man, he was gone. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? And um, so then there's this story where these there's these disciples was it two disciples? Yeah, there's, there's two, two disciples, them, right? Yep. There's two disciples. They're on the road to Emmaus. Yep. And so they're on their way to get to a place. And this guy shows up yep. and they're like, oh, hi, guy. You know, like, like, what's up, dude? Any, any guess? If you're, if you're listening to this, say it out right now. Give me your, your guess at who, who this guy this could dude be, was? you know? You're correct. You're correct. Yeah, no, it's who is it, Jared? It's Jesus. It's Jesus, but they they were is, unaware it, of it's it. It's the it's the weirdest thing like 
in some of these stories after yeah. Christ had risen from the dead that the people um, have Jesus, the risen Messiah, standing yep. in front of them. And they they're like, know. yo, guy, you know, like um, I think it was Mary I mean, he did it, yeah. um, thought that he was a gardener. A gardener you know? by the tomb, yep. <laughs> like, He's like, yo, where's my Messiah? Yeah, like, hey, gardener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just standing there like, I'm not Yet sure. <laughs> they don't they don't recognize yeah. that it's him until Christ reveals, reveals himself, himself to yep. them, which is, um, which is wild. And, and we'll see this in the scripture in a moment. So anyway, they're, they're on the road to Emmaus. This guy's talking to them. He's teaching them about all these scriptures about Christ. Right? Yeah. It even says yeah. it was like, they still don't know. Nope. Um, and so they end up, Going back to somebody's house with this guy still. It's a random to guy. To their house. I'm yeah, to sure. their house. This random with this random yeah. dude. You know, yep. they still don't know. Okay. Which yep. is just hilarious. Like, has, hello, has well, anybody yeah. like Jesus just has been so present in your life yep. and you're just dumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just this random dude that basically they were they were just so inspired about how he talked about the scripture. He was like, Oh, I gotta continue on. They're like, No, bro, just come to our house. And he's yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. You know, and like Jesus is so present, he's so there in our lives. And how often are we completely unaware? Unaware. Yeah. Um, but then there's a scripture in Luke chapter twenty-four, um, thirty through thirty-two. You wanna read that, Jared? Yeah, sure. It says, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Yeah, there it is. Yep. And I think it's like super interesting. They're, they're at, at, at the table and that's like, that's like very meaningful in their culture. You know, they're sharing a meal. Yeah. Sharing a meal together. And, um, without even knowing it was Jesus or really realizing, recognizing it was Christ. They invited him into the table, into this, they had this hospitality, this like this openness to meet with him and eat with him. And then in that moment, um, he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and began to give it to him. So they, so they shared a meal. Um, it sounds kind of like communion, but I don't know if, uh, it doesn't say anything about the cup. Um, but it says, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. So there was, um, there was a real revelation that happened. Um, there was a real revelation that had happened and their eyes were open. They, they yeah. didn't see him before. They didn't realize it was him. They didn't recognize it was him. Yep. Right. And so first of all, right, Jared, we need a revelation of Jesus. Of Jesus yeah. We need to, to, um, see and know him, but this is the, this is the funnier part. Or I think the more interesting part. They, they reflected, they didn't say in that moment, now our hearts are burning because they were like, no. oh, cause now we know it's Jesus. Now our hearts are burning. They reflected mm-hmm. on the moments that they had where God was touching their life, where yeah. Jesus was touching their life. They didn't even realize it was him and their hearts. They said, we're not our hearts burning within us yeah. while he talked with us on the road Open and opened the scriptures, the scriptures to us. Yeah. So it was like, it was, it was literally something that Jesus was doing to them yeah. that they didn't realize was happening. It wasn't, I want to burn for you. I want to burn for you, Christ. I yeah. want to burn. I want to, yeah. let me sing it 10 more times. I want to burn. I want to <laughs> yeah, burn. I want to burn. It was being with Jesus yeah. created a burning, mm. a passion, a desire, like a, oh man, yeah. I'll kind of, oh, no, like, taste, oh and see, taste and see, right? Yep. 
right? You were saying that, that earlier that, that it comes back to taste and see. Yeah, I think it does. Um, cause like you said, it was, they, they reflected back on the moment when they were just with Jesus. Yeah. Right. And they were, Jesus was revealing these things to them, even them not knowing that it was him at the time. Um, but it goes back to that taste and see lifestyle. It's like taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like when you, when you taste of him and you see it kind of like in, in the words of like, you know, you want to burn for the Lord. It's like when you taste and see that it's good, it kind of ignites something within you. Right. And the more that you taste, the more that you feel this thing that's been ignited in you, like the hotter you'll burn, the, the deeper your passion grows for it, the deeper your desire for Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's about, it's about a passion. It's about a, a desire. And, um, you know, one of the scriptures, we don't have it down here, but um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. It is a very popular scripture. And the first part of it, I believe, in, and I might be off by a verse, it might be 12 and 13. Yeah. Um, but the first part, it says, Paul's giving, you know, this encouragement to this church, the, the Philippian church. And he yeah. says, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And now I often, I, you know, it was a, it was an eye opening experience to me to read the verse that comes after, mm-hmm. um, when I finally did, because I've always heard that scripture said just that scripture, yeah, just that you need to work it. out your salvation with fear and trembling. You need to work hard, yeah. right? It's that message of, you know, self-help so, of, yeah, yeah. of like you know, self-growth and you need to keep working. Yeah. You need to earn it. You need to work for it. You need to work hard, you know, so work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And so work hard. But then the verse after it is so incredible in the NLT. I love the way it puts it. It says for, okay. So you, you need to, you need to work out your salvation because, right. So for it is God who is at work in you. Mm. As much as we're called to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So, yeah. you know, think about the passion, the desire, and the, I want to burn for God. Yeah. You know, we may just jump into a mode of, I got to really stir this up. I have to, I, I, I. Yeah. Um, but it's God who's at work in you. And then what it says is so incredible. Giving you both the power mm-hmm. and the desire. Yeah. Notice that word, the desire, desire. to do what pleases him. And so there is an element beyond us just singing a bridge 10 times to rev ourselves up, which maybe could be more emotional, emotionalism. You know, you ever have the spiritual high period of like a weekend retreat or, you know, and, and it's this mountaintop feeling or experience and you're like, yeah, we did it. You know, oh man, but you weren't there. We sang that song so many times ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was on fire, man. Yeah. Um, and it's most likely more emotional than yeah, it is. And you go, if you go back to life, um, if you go back to life the next day or the next week and nothing has changed and yeah. you go back to normal, I would argue that it was more emotion than it was yeah. transformation and, um, being genuinely impacted by the the loving presence of God yeah. in you because he tra- he changes you he transforms you because if yeah. if that's the truth God's working in you mm-hmm. and he's giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him then that means there's going to be fruit yeah. right there's going to be fruit in your life of change and transformation yep. yeah so you know so we got to be careful right that yep. it's not just emotionalism but i think that the really powerful thing and and I see that in this scripture of the two men going to Emmaus 
is that as much as we want passion for God, as much as we want to be stirred up for God and to be on fire for God, yeah. God wants that more. Mm-hmm. God wants to do that in us more. Yeah. God wants to touch our lives more. And, um, you know, this is a, this is kind of like a bad connection cause it's not like really theological, but it's like, if yeah. we were, um, if we would be like those two men on the road to Damascus yeah. that would stop and have a conversation with the mm. Lord, Just right? Be open. Be open and be with the yeah. Lord. And, um, cause obviously they didn't know, you know, no. um, but if we would be open to being with Jesus, if we would be open to a conversation with him, to, to, to waiting on him and being in his presence, notice Jesus taught them. They didn't teach Jesus. Yeah. You know, we get into prayer sometimes and we want to teach Jesus what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Or what God's supposed to do. Yep. But, um, if we would really be with God, be with Jesus, wait on him, um, and ask him to just to help us, give us passion. I want to, I want to love you more. I want to, yeah. I want to burn for you. Show me. And, um, yeah. And being a pot, a posture of humble, humble receiving. Yeah. Then I think God is going to be very willing to answer that prayer. And he's longing. He's longing to make you longing. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, to have a, to burn with a holy loving passion for Christ to know him and to love him. Yeah. And, um, and to taste and see that the Lord is good. You have any other thoughts, Jared? Um, no, not really. I mean, that was good. I think like you said, if just, um, if we can just learn to be with Jesus and just be in that moment of in that posture, just coming before him humbly, you know, Lord, I, I want to, I want to burn for you. I want to have a passion for you. Um, you know, then like you said, like if the scripture says that he's longing to, to give us that desire, then, then I, I highly doubt he'll be against it. You know what I mean? He won't yeah. be, he'll definitely be there yeah. with open arms and giving it right back to you. So it's yeah, good for sure. He loves us more than we could ever even love him. And he's more committed yeah. to us than we'll ever be committed to him. Yes. And, um, it's not about us earning or stirring up or being, you know, super Christians no. um, to like, I'm more on fire than you. And sometimes it gets into a fire mm. competition. I don't know. Yeah, like ridiculous. <laughs> like. Um, and uh, it's more about allowing him to work on us and change us and transform us. Yeah. I don't care how on fire you are for mm-hmm. Christ. If you don't begin to look like him, if you don't begin to yeah. do what he did and, yep. and there's fruit, there's change. If it's just a high, if it's just a moment, then yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's really, um, really God touching your heart and transforming you and, yeah. and you really, um, connecting in a way where, um, he's working in you, he's transforming you where, where the spirit of God is living mm-hmm. in you in a, in a more real and rich way. And you're walking by the spirit and the fruit of the spirit are growing in your, life, growing in your life, right? Love, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness. You can't, you can't say, man, yeah. I'm on fire for God. And those aren't growing in your, you know what I mean? No, like it's not. And yeah. being on fire for God, it's not on fire for, you know, certain values and then shouting at people who don't share your values. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like being on fire for God is this passion, deep desire and love for God and, yeah. and loving what he loves right mm-hmm. and being changed into his image yeah and um loving others more deeply yeah and so um the truth is god is love yeah. right and so uh, we have to be transformed into the image of love into yeah. love itself and um 
being willing to sacrifice and love others and uh, in a real way. So we need that passion. We need that yes. desire. I, I want to burn. I know, Jerry, you want to burn yes. for, yeah, for, for God, sure. burn for Jesus. Um, and I want to be open to come to Jesus and to receive what he wants to do in my life, to touch me and to change me and to transform me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So good. now what I want to do, and we do this in every episode, is I want to take a moment to give space for God, for Jesus to meet with us right here and right now. Take a few minutes um, to slow down and be present with God. I'm going to take a deep breath and a deep exhale. Just slow your thoughts. Just relax in God's presence, remembering that God is here. Focus our minds on Christ. Jesus, here we are. We want to know you. We want to burn for you. Fill us with passion today to love you better. We wait on you now. Lord, we give you this day, we give you our lives. We say yes to you again, Father. We ask that you would just help us to burn for you. Lord, that you would just begin to develop a deep passion and a deep longing, a zeal within our hearts for you and to be transformed into your image, to know you, to love you. Lord, we ask that you would just open our hearts to you and living for you. God, thank you for being our safe place, for being our good Father. We rest in your love today. We let everything else just overflow, and we look to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Now, again, we know that what we just did in that prayer is not just now but we can do that every day right yeah and that's what our hope is our goal that we would build a taste and see lifestyle where we walk with jesus so we know jesus that we slow down before we ask for anything before we try to just get our um daily um spiritual disciplines or habits done you know like i prayed my prayers and i and I read my Bible before any of that. Yep. Um, we actually are seeking Jesus to know him, to love him, be loved by him, to receive from him. And so I would encourage you again, make this part of your life, yeah. a habit that you do every morning. Um, for a lot of people, that's the way to go. Sometimes for people it's in the evening or afternoon, but whenever it works best, um, that you would come to Jesus out of um, a desire to love him, and to receive his love, not to get him to do anything, not to earn anything, 
not to um, do anything other than be with him. And um, he'll touch your heart. He will give you, uh, fill you with his love. And that's not to say that it'll feel a certain way, but just know that when you draw near to him, God draws near to you yeah. and he'll be with you and he will touch your life and, and um, your life will be fruitful and blessed and yeah. um, blessed by his love. And, yeah. and that's a good way to live your life, right? Yes, it that's is. an abundant life. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, that's about it, Jared. Yeah, that's everything. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Taste and See. This is episode three. It was an honor to um, just have you guys listen in on what we have to say. And hopefully this can just be a part that of your routine that just kind of transforms you. And um, yeah, and, uh, and Taste and See is sponsored by VYG Students. It's a local youth group here in South Jersey. And if you want to lo- learn more, you can go to um, vygstudents.com for more full, full-length sermons, information about our youth ministry. And uh, the link for that is in the show notes. And you can also join us live on Wednesday nights. We go live on YouTube at uh, 7.15 p.m. And the link for that, again, is in the show notes. But it's vygstudents.com slash live. Yeah, as always, thank you for joining us. Until next time, this is Jared. And this is Andrew. See you next time. See you.